Welcome to Love and Power, An Unexpected Gift by author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Join us for this Women Inseparable study as we learn what it means to be filled with love and power. Here's Jacqueline. We get to talk about the Father today. Today our title in your workbook is Evaluation. Did anybody see that title before coming today? Evaluation. Some people love evaluations. The ones that love it just giggled. Some people hate evaluation. You ask them if you want to do a self-evaluation and they're like fingers are in their ears and they're singing la 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 and they're running out the door. I love self-evaluation. I've had to learn there's a time and a place to self-evaluate. And I love, I love asking others to self-evaluate me. Like, make me a better person, because we only see ourselves for who we see ourselves to be, right? But people that know us well, know us well. So I wanna know your opinion. We were at a, my small group is together on Tuesday, and I asked one of the girls across the table, I'm like, okay, somebody got a critique, like an honest, solid critique. And I'm like, okay, my turn. Tell me what I need to do better. How can I change, How like, fix me. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I did learn not to sit on the arm of my couch during the ninth inning of a Yankee game and ask my husband to evaluate me. <laughs> I learned that. That was one of my newlywed lessons. <laughs> I put him in a tough spot. Do I put my Yankee game first or my bride? That was rude. That was rude of me. So I learned, I self-evaluated. Don't do that again. Today we're going to talk about evaluation. And since we're doing a study on prayer and scripture and fasting, naturally our evaluation is going to go into those three categories, correct? And we want to look at those three categories. Our goal in this session is to see those three categories as one unit. And not that, okay, I prayed. Okay, I read my Bible. Okay, I fasted but a unit of three and one in your relationship with God. So as from what you've spent with the Lord the last two weeks and what we talk about today and with the future studies coming up ahead of us, evaluate where you are today and the, the mindset that you are today. Does that make sense? So if, we, you, if I asked you on week one, how is your Bible reading going? And you would evaluate. My prayer is that today your answer is different than it was two weeks ago. That's my prayer. So we're going to evaluate. We're going to evaluate your time with God. Before we do so, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I gather together with my girlfriends in this room, on video, on podcast, and in small groups that are gathered together as girlfriends, wherever you have them linked together. I pray that you all unite our prayers together before your throne room this very moment. Father God, we love your heart. We're so thankful that we have access to your heart. We're so thankful we get to come to your throne room always. There's no limitation. There's never a time that we cannot come before you. And I thank you so much. I thank you so much for your open door. I thank you so much for your open arms, your open heart, your open love for each and every one of us, your creation. I pray that you'll be with us as we open up scripture today. Lord, I pray that you'll be with 2 Corinthians. I pray that you'll be with Psalm 23. I pray that the words of Matthew 6, that they were all laced together into the message that you have for each and every heart. I pray the Holy Spirit that you will speak the truth that we need on an individual level. Grow our love for you is my prayer today. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Second um, Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter two is absolutely amazing. Um, the Bible is absolutely amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. I love this book. I love opening this book with anyone. It's my favorite. Second Corinthians um, chapter two, verse 14. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 14. We're going to jump right in toward the end of this chapter and possibly go through chapter three. We may end up in Psalm 23. At some point we will end up in 23, perhaps. And Matthew six, please make a notation to spend time in Matthew six. Please make a notation with you and God spend time in Matthew six. I don't know if we'll get to that today as a group of women, but with you and your God spend time in Matthew six. But for right now, we're going to start second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14. Paul says, but thanks be to God. We could say, blessed be our God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us. Note that word who in Christ always, he always leads us in triumphal procession. And through us, he spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere, everywhere. Whenever we read scripture, you always want to think of two, two, two units. You want to think of you. You're like, but that's so selfish. Yes. Can you please be so selfish? I've asked you this before, and I say this a lot of times in a women's inseparable study. Whenever you open up scripture, always be selfish. That is your opportunity to be so selfish. Is that fair? As a Bible teacher, sometimes I want to read the Bible so I can feed others. But do you know how draining that is? If I, as a Bible teacher, only read my Bible so I could feed others, where, where is my walk with, with God? Where is my time with God? I have to be so selfish. Before I come and spend time with a girlfriend, before I go and spend time with a group of women, before I do anything for the benefit of another human, I have to be selfish with my God. I have to. If not, I'm going to dry up. I'm going to burn out. I'm going to walk away. We've seen this happen, haven't we? We've gotten tired. And oftentimes the reason we get so tired in our walk with God, which is such an oxymoron statement to say, but when we get so tired in our walk with God, it's because we're not being selfish with our relationship. Whenever you're opening up the word of God, when you're looking at 2 Corinthians 2.14, think about you see you in this. And then when we're talking about our relationship, there's always more than one person in a relationship. So think about you and think about your God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. With those two thoughts, with your relationship, with God's relationship with you, consider these words. But thanks be to God, who in Christ Jesus always leads us into triumphal procession. Your God always leads you and through you through you your God spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of your God everywhere you go how is that possible we hear the word evaluation and we read scripture like 2 Corinthians 2 14 we read scripture throughout the New Testament and we think I know this is what my 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 life with God should look like, but that's not what I felt today. 
that's not my reality today. In that conversation that I had with that person yesterday, the fragrance of the knowledge of God was not there. And we evaluate ourselves and we look at the negative and we look at the, the darkness and we look at the bad and we say, here we are in this reality doing this thing and I'm supposed to be spreading the knowledge of God everywhere I go. And the problem is, is that we're looking at our earthly situation and we're looking through our earthly ability to put on something spiritual and we get it all discombobulated. Where if we spend our time selfishly with our God in prayer and scripture and fasting throughout the day where the Lord is with us always, then he is always able to lead us where we need to go and we're ready to follow. But unless we always start with the one who is always with us, how are we to follow? If God is leading us into something and we're not spending time with him, how do we even know that he's leading us? How do we know where we're supposed to be going? You have to spend time with God. And that, I want to spend time in Psalm 23. This is my prayers that we'll spend time in Psalm 23. This is not a new passage. I don't know if there's many people that'd be like, Psalm 23, I've never heard of Psalm 23 before. <laughs> and there are some who have received Jesus Christ as their Savior just recently, and I pray that if someone doesn't know the Lord today, that today is their day of salvation. May today always be the day of salvation upon a soul. And there will be some brand new Christians that have never, never had an opportunity to open up this book, that they're learning this book for the very first time. How precious and wonderful is that? Psalm 23. May we meet Psalm 23 today. Last week we talked about Paul and the will of God. We talked just briefly about how Paul was confident in the fact that he was an apostle by the will of God. But before he was confident in the fact that he was an apostle called by the will of God, he was confident that he was called to be a child of God. Does that make sense? Before he knew that he was an apostle, he knew that he was a child of God. And before he knew he was a child of God, he had to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. It always starts with Jesus. The answer is always Jesus. So Paul, who we look up to and say he was so confident in who he was and he knew the will of God on his life, the fact of the matter is he knew who he was and he knew the call on God on his life because he knew the Father. He knew the Father because of Jesus Christ. Do you know Jesus Christ? smiles in the room prove that I know Jesus is my savior have you received Jesus as your savior and if your answer is yes then you know God is your father here's my evaluation question for you how much time does your father spend with you every day think about that think about that answer we know the fact we know the knowledge think about the truth so for us today today's Thursday so think of yesterday Wednesday. Consider your day yesterday. Some of us are like, oh, that was a great day. Some of us, oh, I don't want to remember yesterday. But think about yesterday. When you evaluate how much time did God, your father, that became your father because you put your faith in Jesus Christ, how much time did your father spend with you yesterday? Consider that. What's your answer? I'm hearing it mumbled. God is always with you. So when you evaluate yesterday and you go, yesterday was such a unique day. It was a, your adjective. You got your adjective on yesterday. When you think about yesterday and you think God was always with me yesterday. He was always with me yesterday. 
consider that. Go through every detail of that day and say, God was with me. God was with me. God was with me. Were you participating in that? So then today, God is with me always. Am I participating with that? Sometimes we think, okay, my prayer time is from 7.31 to 8.40, whatever it is. We have our set prayer time. And oftentimes we think, how much time am I spending with God? I spend this much time with God with my prayer time, and I spend this much time with God in my reading time, and I spend this much time with God in my fasting time, and all of our sentences start with I, I, I. I spend this much time with God, but the fact of the matter is God is with you always. He is with you always. So the time that you spend with God in your private prayer time, in your private closet prayer time in the morning, that prayer time goes with you always because God is with you always. Can I say that again? Always. If we get that mindset if we live the mindset, because there's a lot of us good Christian girls that know, oh, God's always with me. And we know that statement and we speak the knowledge and we encourage each other. Oh, God's always with you. And then we go on our day and we're like, oh, today's an awful day. <laughs> True. We're so good at encouraging each other and terrible at like encouraging ourselves. But the fact is God is with you. So what would happen in your prayer time, your scripture time, your fasting time, if you're always thinking God is always with me, always thinking, always with me. We've had a challenge the last few weeks, 24 hours, think about God, 24 hours, think about God, God, the father, he is my father, father of my, oh, my Lord, my Lord, Jesus Christ, all of mercy. All mercy comes from God, the father, all comfort comes from God, the father, God, the father, and we're putting our thoughts and to God our Father. God our Father is with us always. Perhaps this week for your personal challenge, you want to continue that 24-hour practice, getting that discipline of thinking about your God always. Even my favorite thing in between my wrist and my thumb on my left hand, because I'm right-handed, I'll write scripture. I've been doing this since I was a teenage, teenage girl. I'll write scripture or a word or a letter of something I'm working on that I don't want other people to know. <laughs> I'll put my little secret notes to myself. Maybe some of us, if we're not like scared of ink, we want to put our Sharpie, you know, that's what my son uses a Sharpie. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, let's pray over that. <laughs> write the word always on your hand. Your hand is always with you. How thankful we are for our hands, aren't we? Write the word always. And all day long, all day long, God is with me always. Even when I'm in a bad mood, God is with me. Even when I'm heartbroken, God is with me. Even in my joy, God is with me. Even while I'm being a sloth, God is with me. Even while I'm sleeping, God is with me. When I stand up in the morning, God is with me. When I'm drinking my first cup of coffee in the morning, God is with me. When, God, when I'm drinking my third cup of coffee in the afternoon, God is with me. When I'm painting, God is with me. When I'm writing, God is with me. When I'm studying, God is with me. When I'm praying, God is with me. When I'm talking to God, God is with me. When I'm talking to my friends, God is with me. When I'm with my spouse, God is with me. When I'm raising my children, God is with me. God is always with me every minute of every moment of your life. What does your prayer life look like when you think of it that way? What does your time in scripture look like when you've 
view your relationship through God's eyes. Reading your Bible doesn't just happen while you're sitting and reading your Bible. Reading your Bible happens all day long while you're talking to the author of the Word of God. Jesus was the Word, was he not? In the beginning, he was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The Word is with you and in you and working through you and leading you to spread the knowledge of him everywhere. The Word of God doesn't just happen while you're reading the Word of God in the morning and setting it down. The Word of God is in you all day long, sister in Christ. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? If you know Jesus as your Savior, God is your Father. How much time is your Father spending with you? And you say, he's with me always. Evaluate your time with him through his vision. He looks at you and says, sweetheart, I know that you spent time with me in prayer this morning, but we're not done. We're not done. I'm not leaving you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you right now. Psalm 23, knowing that our God is with us always knowing where you are today, knowing who you are today, and don't reevaluate where you were the day you got saved or where you were 10 years ago or where you want to be in five years. Today, right now, that person sitting in your seat, what does this passage look like to you? Psalm 23 says these words, the Lord, the Lord, and if you notice the capital letters, this is our Yahweh, this is our God in one, this is our God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, this is your God, your Father. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Consider your prayer time, consider your scripture time, consider your fasting time. And you say, but I haven't learned what my fasting life looks like yet. Don't worry about what it looks like, worry about this right here. Can I just even remove the word worry? Don't even think about it. Right now we're focusing on your father and your father's presence in your life. I'm telling you, it'll change everything in your prayer time. It'll change everything in your scripture reading. It'll change everything in your view of fasting and what you know about it, what you don't know about it. We have so many questions about fasting. And I know we're in week three and we haven't learned the rules of fasting yet. Can I testify? When your eyes are set on the Father, there are no rules. There are no rules. When you start looking at your relationship through the Father's eyes and you're aware that the Father is with you always, there are no rules. And we'll develop into our fasting life throughout the study as you are where you are. So for those of us that are like dying, wait, I need the rules of fasting. I need to know how to do it correctly. Nah, <laughs> we like check boxes, don't we? Keep your eyes on your relationship through the Father. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, do you see how where it starts? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Do you hear 2 Corinthians 2.14? He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, I pray that the one who needs that breath will get that breath right there. He restores my soul. He leads me. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He makes, he leads, he restores, he leads for his purpose, for his sake. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. 
Again, you say, I will not fear for you, my God, my father are with me always. Your rod is comforting me. Your staff is comforting me. And I know I skipped a line. Don't get hung up on that. Look at the scripture. Scripture is saying, my God is with me always. He prepares a table before me always. He anoints my head with oil always. My cup is overflowing. That's a sign of his presence always with you. A cup that's dried up does not have God with him always. But this cup is overflowing. His God, his father, his Lord, his shepherd is with him always. Goodness follows him. Mercy follows him. How many days of his life? All, all the days of his life. And look at this New Testament child of God. He says, I shall dwell, and I love being a New Testament believer for this reason, right? You have multiple reasons. We get a relationship through Jesus Christ as a New Testament believer. But look at this beauty. He says, I shall dwell. This is an Old Testament David writing here. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. How often? Forever. New Testament believer, do you know who you are? The house of the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter, or not, I'm sorry, first Corinthians chapter three, spend time in that. Paul references this often. He references this in first Corinthians three and first Corinthians six and second Corinthians. We see this throughout his letters. You are the temple of God. Where does the spirit of God dwell? In the house of the Lord. Who's the house of the Lord? You are. David longed. He says, I long for three things. And one of the things he longs for is to dwell always in the house of the Lord. Do you know that you have what David, what David longed for? You get to dwell in the house of the Lord always because your father is always with you because you are a New Testament believer. You're never separated. You're never separated from God. You're never separated from Jesus. You're never separated from the Holy Spirit. You're never separated. You're never separated, sweet temple of God. You're like, oh, in the temple. I look pretty good as a temple. You are always with the Lord. Look at Psalm 23. There are two things that I skipped over. Two things. And these two things, too often I feel when we look at Psalm 23, our hearts and our minds and our memories and our knowledge go to these two things. Because movies read Psalm 23 right before death. Psalm 23 is for life. Psalm 23 is for living. Look at these two things I took out. Verse number four and a line from verse number five. Verse number four says this. It says, even though I walk, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk, even though I'm living in the valley and the shadow of death, some of us could say the depth of darkness, even though I walk, even though life, even though seasons, even though reality, even though death, even though darkness is so dark around me, even though my God is always with me, always. And we start with verse number four. And I ask you if this is the season of life that you are in where death is overwhelming you. And sweet friend, 
when you hear this verse, I don't know if you are in the season where you are facing your own personal physical death. I learned just the other night of a girlfriend of mine. She was one of my Bible reading partners. I've known her for years. When I moved, she and I continued friendship on our Bible app. And since I was on social media, we weren't connected on social media, just, just reading Bible together. And we left comments to each other and prayed for each other. She was going through breast cancer and I was going through health issues all through the year 2020, or yeah, 2021 was the last time we've read the Bible through together. And we've read the Bible through together a couple of times over the years. Our last time reading scripture together was in the year 2021. She never joined the 2022 Bible reading. It was just three of us girls that read it together. And I didn't hear from her and I was sleeping. I was very, very sick during this time period. She's been on my heart so much lately, so much lately. And I wanted to ask her to do a favor for me on a, a writing project that I'm working on. So I asked a group of girlfriends, just, this is just two nights ago. I asked a group of girlfriends from Vegas, from home, can you send me the new contact information for, for this woman? Her name is Modesta. Can I have Modesta's contact information? I don't have it in my phone. I can't get a hold of her through our Bible app. And my girlfriends, this is my, my prayer group, my, old, my leadership group from, from home years ago. Kindest words over text. It's hard to relate love sometimes over text. But through the kindest words, they said, oh, Jacqueline, Modesta passed away. I had no idea. I looked back at our Bible app and I looked back at our last conversations. And the last thing that we talked about was that December 31st of 2021. She passed away about six weeks later. So may we never stop never stop embracing God's ever presence until we see him face to face. And I sat on my couch, curled up on my couch, and I'm crying, I'm mourning the death of my girlfriend. This is my Bible reading partner. This is my Modesta. And crying at the same time saying, she's home. She's home. This girl who lived a life and she was just maybe, I don't, not much older than I am. She had a story of submission. And that's how I met her was through my first book on freedom from submission. She says, I've got a story to tell you. And she told me her story. And she found freedom and ill-spoken submission through the name of Jesus Christ. She told me her story. We've been close ever since then. She's free. She's completely free from all that emotional abuse. She's free from all of that physical abuse. She's free from all the physical pain of her breast cancer. She's free. She's, she's home. Friend, I don't know if your body is going through the valley of the shadow of death, but if I can say follow after my dear friend Modesta to the very end, embrace the fact that God is always with you, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There are some of us that are walking in the valley of the shadow of death, and it's not our physical death. It's the death of our, our person. I don't know which is harder, to go through our own physical death or to be next to the person that's going through physical death. I don't know which one's harder. Friend, God is with you. He's with you always, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. If you look at this word death, you'll see in some of our translations, you'll see terminologies of extreme darkness, deep darkness. This can go further, further than physical death. This verse, the promises of Psalm 23 are deeper than your physical death, are deeper than the death of your person. 
it's that level of darkness. It's that life experience. It's that struggle. Sometimes we, we live until we can find that season in life where there's, there's easiness. <laughs> we want to survive until we get to that moment like, okay, finally, I've reached the age where life is good. <laughs> I was with a group of women yesterday, averaged 80s. They're 80, 85 on average. Sweet group of women. Do you know they're facing struggles? We're not going to find an age on earth that's struggle-free. We're not going to find an age, a season in life on earth that's free from the shadow of death. So ultimately, this verse applies to every person that's reading it in every season of life. Even though I walk, even though I'm alive. Huh. You could basically say that. You look at our society, you look at your neighborhood, you look at your marriage, you look at your children, you look at your health, you look at all the things that our eyes want to look at, all the things our ears want to hear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, my Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I shall not need anything because my God is with me always. And in that, I evaluate my prayer time. And in that, I evaluate my Bible reading time. And in that, I evaluate my fasting time with my God. And my thoughts are always with him because his thoughts are always with me. And he has an eternal plan. And even though there's something on earth that I want to do, it's his eternal plan that matters the most because it's about him wanting his will in our life, which is always a relationship with you. God showed his will. God showed his will by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. His will was you. His will, note this, his will wasn't you to rise up and do great things today. To be called to be the great apostle Paul, that was not God's will at that time for Paul. God's will for Paul was to have a relationship with God through the blood and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was God's will. God wanted a relationship with Paul. How precious, how precious is that? God's will for you is demonstrated on the cross that Jesus Christ died on. God's will for you is a relationship with you. And his relationship with you isn't just five minutes of Bible reading every morning. I'm sorry, but that's, oh, that's a lame relationship. I've been married for 22 years. If I spent five minutes with, the, with my husband every morning, how would that marriage be going? My best friend and I text every day. We talk all the time. We shop frequently. How lame, how close would that relationship continue if we spent five minutes a day together? Consider that. Consider your favorite person. We all have a favorite person. How much time do you invest in that relationship? How much time does that relationship, that person invest in you? What would happen if, if that changed? The beautiful thing of having a relationship with God is he never changes. He never changes. So even though we look at our human relationships and we think, ah, you know, I need to do better. I need to do better. God will never look at you saying, oh, I need to do better. Oh, oh yeah. I need to spend more time with that girl. Day planner. <laughs> it's miraculous to me. Our God is always with every single one of us, always at every minute of every moment always can't wrap my head around that he's so big and he's so in love with you your god is so in love with you he spends always with you if somebody asked god okay you and jacqueline how much time do you spend with jacqueline oh i'm always with her 
Because that builds your longing just a little bit. So that builds your longing all day. Here's your challenge. As you consider the word always, and my God is always with me, always leading me, always restoring me, always leading me, always preparing before me, before the table of my enemy, he's always preparing my table. My enemies are here, and an enemy, by the way, is not a person, to FYI. Hmm. Those emotions, that darkness, that valley, life, is sitting before you. And before, between you and your enemies is a table. What's on that table? What's on that table that is always set before you? Does anybody else consider the Lord's prayer as you sit there with the table before you? Our Father, who art in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth ugh, as it is in heaven. Give me today my daily bread. And you see that table that is set before you. What's on that table? What's always on that table? And I'm wondering what answers are the, the Lord is pressing on each of our hearts. Because what we need is our daily bread for that day, for that moment, for that season is going to be different for each and every one of us. And it's going to be different for you each and every day of your life. Huh. That's what's amazing by our God. He sets that table before you always for the season that you're in and what you need for the different seasons are going to be different, but he has exactly what you need always and he always has it set before you. So while you're walking around town, while you're doing your thing, while you're living your life, that table is always before you. And if you view your relationship with God as if that table is always before you, I wonder if there'll be growth in your prayer time. I wonder if there'll be a difference in your Bible reading time. And I wonder if your fasting life explodes because what you need is on that table by your God who is always with you. Mm. Father God, you're always, you're always with us. You will never change. You will never fail. You will never leave us. You will never, you will never forsake us. Lord God, we thank you so much for being so, so ever faithful so faithful in your mercy, so faithful in your comfort, so faithful in your love for us. We thank you, Jesus Christ, for giving us a relationship with your Father, with your God. I thank you that we get to call him our Father, our God. Father God, I pray that you'll be with each and every one of us. I pray that you'll help us to see your relationship with us. Help us to evaluate your time with us and help us to participate with love, with power, and with expectation. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more Women Inseparable studies, check out our website at womeninseparable.com. Send your questions to womeninseparable at gmail.com.